Hello and welcome to 26 and Under, your anime podcast show where we watch an anime with 26 episodes or under in a week and review. Uh, my name's Robert and joined with me is... Matt. And that's it. Yep. Just us two. Just us two. If my voice sounds bad, I don't know why. It's just sounding bad. This is uh, the second time it's happened, apparently, um, where it's just us two. So... You know, it'll be as Rob can't remember a lot of our episodes from season nope. one at this point, and who was recording what? It's already old school. Yeah, it's already vintage. Um, it's a classic. But yes, uh, today the anime we are talking about is Clean Freak Aoyama. Or fuck, I don't want to try to remember the Japanese name. It's Clean Freak Aoyama. Clean Freak Aoyama. The Japanese name in English on the screen is cleanliness Aoyama-kun. Or you can just call it by his Japanese names, Kompeki Deshi Aoyama-kun. Yeah, it, it, it effectively just translates to it's clean. Uh, he's Obsessively a clean, clean Aoyama-kun. That's yeah. really all it is. You can use any adjective you want for that and you'll pretty much get it down pat. Alright, so I guess we start with first impressions on you. Sure. Um, so going into this, I you know read the description of it that it was a soccer anime with a clean freak. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it seems like it's going to be a sports anime, but with a little hook on it. Um, upon watching the first episode, I knew this wasn't going to be a normal show. And it hooked me really quickly because I started watching it while I was at work. And I ended up getting through like the first three episodes as soon as I saw them, as soon as we posted it, like what the episode of the week was going to be. So this was man, on a I nondescript wish, weekend, I think a Saturday. Man, I wish I could watch anime while doing my job. Eh, and I have to sneak it, so it's not the best. Effectively, I probably could if I get a specific function at my job for the day. Yeah. Because then I get full full internet access, but I shouldn't. But I could. You could. I should uh, check with people on that. Anyways. But the um, show was um, interesting for me. It was the first time I really watched a show with this kind of a weird premise. It wasn't even actually that off the cuff. It was tame to, compared to some of the other stuff we watched. I just thought it was a good watch. Um, it's very funny, and it's basically family friendly like you can watch this at whatever age and you'll still enjoy it yeah there's no super there's no fan service like that's another upside uh not that's in your out like in your face yeah i'd say there's a beach episode that uh the fee that the female characters that are well endowed are definitely in fan servicey-esque but i was mostly just focused on aoyama and his fear of the ocean yeah um so uh, my first impression, I had known of this anime due to it being talked about by numerous people when it was coming out or, or when it was a seasonal um, because it wasn't a seasonal that long ago. And a lot of people had always compared it to uh, Haven't You Heard I'm Sakamoto, which is something that will be on the list that we'll probably talk about later. Um, I've watched Sakamoto and I hadn't watched this. Uh I actually prefer the ideas of this and the execution of this over Sakamoto. Um, that isn't to say that Sakamoto isn't good, but for me, that's what I had. I, I had a previous thing that is similar to this that I could compare it to. And 
this one takes the uh, weird, the person doing weird, crazy, out of this world things <coughs> idea around people that uh, think that they're just, that see them and go, this guy's just cool for what he's for being able to do this and going, well, he's just a clean freak and people are misconstrued and he is good at soccer because people can't touch him because he refuses to get touched unless it's the last five minutes yeah in which case everything's out the window um he don't care but yeah the the uh series is very was a very fun watch and it was very easy to watch it as it doesn't need you to like remember anything too important yeah like there's no ongoing plot so i like episodic things because i can watch them and not have to worry about well there's a cliffhanger well there's a cliffhanger well yeah i mean the season technically ends with a pretty okay cliffhanger but not really like no it ends like a sports anime everything's fine everything's fine uh, so with that, let's go down through our characters. It was really hard to actually make this character list because almost all the characters have an arc and all the characters have like, like important They have their own things. personality, very well fleshed out personality. Yeah, yeah, like it, I, I wanted to talk about everyone, but that is really hard to do. So we're just going to talk about the ones that are like, the, the most pronounced characters. for characters, I would say. Like, I could immediately think of these characters. Yeah. So, of course, first we have Aoyama, who okay. is our main character. He is a prodigy for soccer. And he's also a huge clean freak. He does not... He, he spends more time cleaning everything in the series than we see him playing soccer. But when you do see him playing soccer, he plays to an extraordinary level. Yeah, he he cannot be touched. Uh, uh, like, or he can be touched. It's just like you have to blindside. You him have to it. blindside him because if he if he he people have tried to do multiple ways to grab him and tackle him, and he just like slips by them with the ball and everything. Like he is very good at slipping by people because he does not want to be touched. He's also a good cook because he cooks all of his own meals. He doesn't actually have people. Well, yeah, he's a he's a huge germaphobe. A huge germaphobe doesn't want somebody else touching his food. No, he not, not, he not can't no. trust people. No, it, no. It's it's like it's like if you had uh, anime about a person with complete OCD, and they're like, no, 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 no. no. That just wouldn't Has be a very to, fun watch. Has to be this way. Oh, no. I think it would be hilarious as a person mm. that suffers minor spots of OCD from time to time. Um, But that being said, he is a very fun, interesting character to watch. Even though he doesn't go through any character growth or progression. Because um. he is he is supposed to be just... He's the character everybody plays off of. So he's the... Everybody has to... Almost everybody is playing the straight man to his absurdities. Yeah. And then when he's... And when they're, when they're not being the straight man to him, they are sometimes being the absurdities to other people's straight men. And it's really interesting uh, because that's how Japanese comedy works a lot of times is you have... Is you, they always go straight man and absurd person. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so, yeah. Anything else that's, you want to say about Aoyama? No. I mean, that's pretty much it. He's really good at soccer, and he's a clean freak. Uh, he himself, as a character, wouldn't be very strong. It's the people around him that make him who he is. Yeah. Uh, so like, next, I wouldn't have liked him without the next character. Oh, yeah, yeah, The next character made, made him immediately... Because this is the main straight man, right? Like, yeah, this is the main straight man. This he, is the one who is with Aoyama for all of his shit, and then just is like, hey... Knock it off. Do do this. Stop it. Uh, this is Kaoru Zaizen, who by himself also is sometimes not the straight man to his jokes. And it's hilarious because he is a rich boy that, uh, li- that likes playing soccer because, he prom- because his mom likes playing soccer. And he... Constantly, want, and he wants to be the best person in the team, but he sucks at kicking balls. <laughs> he can't. He can't get a goal to save his life, like at all. He's 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 got some of the fundamentals down perfectly fine. He's great at hitting the ball in with his head. He's great at hitting the ball in with his head, but he can't <laughs> kick it in for shit. Um, so he is he's struggling with improving, and he has his father. He's also the stereotypical sports anime protagonist that uh, are from like the 80s where they're uh where they're a underdog yeah he's the underdog person that's like oh man i'm not that good at everything but i try my hardest and i do and i and i'm gonna be the best but he's not and he never improves and it's a great parody on the on that kind of a character but he does have his moments where Aoyama can assist him with something, which this is the thing that Aoyama does is that during, I guess we'll get to that one, the episode structure, but yeah, um, Aoyama is his support and Zaizen can set Aoyama up perfectly and Aoyama can set himself up perfectly oh my- using Zaizen or anyone else on the team. Actually, I have to also point out, I think my other favorite part about Zizen's character is his dad will just because of how rich his family is his dad will commission planes oh yeah right right phrases in the sky and then parachute drop down things. new cleats new that cost like three hundred dollars <laughs> and oh it's funny because like he is a father's boy but like he's he daddy's want... little boy it's hilarious <laughs> his dad dotes on him so hard like his there's da- his dad's introduction was like, son, son, you you're need not to- good at soccer. So I'm going to pay to make everyone else bad at the game. Like, what? No, I'm going to pay to make the goal, <laughs> the goal bigger. bigger. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 dad, it's fine. No, we're going to parliament right now to change the rules <laughs> of soccer. <laughs> uh, so Zizen, he's... he's- or- or when, or the the uh, the one of the episodes is focused around Zizen and his dad just like, I will help my son, and then all of a sudden like giant spotlights are just everywhere on every soccer field, just yeah. shining. <laughs> it's like his dad's such an asshole. <laughs> this is great. He, Zizen is the goofy best friend, and that's and he also doesn't and he also doesn't realize. He, he's also the disillusioned rich kid because yeah. he's like, what do you mean you don't show get a chauffeur everywhere you go? What do you mean this is weird? What do you mean you can't afford new cleats? Yeah, what, what do you mean? 
I get new cleats like every week. Yeah, not everybody can get new cleats every week. <laughs> it's great. It is hilarious. Um, so next up, we have Goto, who is first introduced as this shy little girl that has a crush on Aoyama. Her name's Goto Kudero, right? Yeah. Uh, Goto Kao... Uh, Goto Mo uh, Mocha. Mocha. Okay. Blah, blah. Bad at reading words. Um, she... Oh my god, she's my favorite character. She initially starts off as basically... So... She's in Aoyama for life. Fan club. Well, like, no, no, no. So the, the, the start of this is she is going the start of her introduction is she's known Aoyama since elementary school in elementary school Aoyama was trying to like pet it or like have a cat pop put its paw pads, paw pads in his hand and he's like no he's not having eh, any of that eh, too eh. disgusting and she's like do you like cats and he's like mm. and he's like here have this little toy I made and he's is that, like is that a bear I, no it's or is a, that, it was a cat is that a monkey and no then, what does he call it uh no he just says it's got a weird face oh, it's got a weird face and then she's like and he's like i'll take it if you make sure it's clean yeah. <laughs> and, and then in high school she's just like sneaking around cleaning stuff for him and like obsessing over him and then uh, and then she becomes the the team manager and then she starts showing her silly Yandere per. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she has a spike nail bat uh, when people's up to their shit with when Aoyama. She, and she's when, like, mm. when she's super protective of Aoyama, she goes, Time to fucking beat some people. <laughs> Time to hit someone with this. And it's bat. great because she's not actually Yandere where she wants to, like, where she wants him all to herself. And she's like, I'll kill anybody that um, interacts with him. But she's like, but if anybody wants to fucking, if I feel that he's threatened in any way or his cleanliness is threatened in any way, bat time. Bat time. <laughs> and no her eyes start asked. glowing red. And it's her like, eyes turn red and then like the person who doesn't know she has the bat out and then the unwilling party that sees her with the bat <laughs> knows what's going to happen. Oh my God. The, the, Most of the time it's the uh, the kendo teacher that's the um that's their uh, their coach. The coach. Oh my god, it's hilarious when she's when she's just holding the bat bag and she's like, no. No. <laughs> that's that's murder goto. Don't do that. That's how you kill people. <laughs> she was great. She she adds another dynamic to the group where she is like she's super likable and it's hard to not like her. Yeah, so unlike a normal Yandere, where a normal Yandere is crazy, um, she's not crazy. She's just very she's just very shy and doesn't know how to like express herself towards Aoyama because Al she knows Aoyama won't let her get near him. But she too is also a savant with soccer. Oh yeah, because she wanted to get good at soccer be because he liked soccer. Yes, and she is actually better than Zaizen. I mean, Much everybody's better. better. Everyone's better than Zizen, yeah. <laughs> but um, even Butt Bounce Boy is better than Zizen. Oh god, the, th the Three Stooges was They're so uh, good, but like, uh, okay, they're supporting so, cast. This is a very big cast. So next, we're gonna go to Odagiri. You can talk about her because I really didn't care much for her character. All right, so Odagiri, I I figured you would have liked her character a lot because she matches a lot of the character archetypes you like. Uh, I just didn't like her very much. Okay. So, Odagiri is a um, girl from the basketball team um, 
who is in a different who's i she's in the same classes and it's just like they uh are not the same class but they're the same same grade but not the same class um she's part of the basketball team and she was and she struggles with making uh any kind of shot that isn't a slam dunk yeah um she's she's shaquille o'neal she is very tall (laughs) she is very tall too which makes her perfect for making slam dunks weird um she uh she is very ganky she's super happy and energetic all the time yeah to absurd Uh, levels so and she is the only person in the series that can physically touch aoyama all the time yeah to aoyama's confusion and everybody else's he doesn't get he doesn't get like weirded out by it or anything and he doesn't know why most likely it'll get explained in season two i don't know maybe it's just like a joke it's probably just an ongoing joke at this point maybe it it might get referenced um but she's very interesting because she builds up a everybody's like oh obviously aoyama likes her because he lets her touch him and i'm like i don't think that's the reason out because she doesn't seem to have any interest in Aoyama romantically from what I could gather. No, they're just friends. She's just like, he's a cool guy. I like him. He's cool. That's I, it. She she most likely bats for a different team. That's that's me being me. Like I know that's she, you being you, but it might be an actual thing. Uh I read too deep into a lot of things, so like I see it, but it's like, eh, she I might just be overthinking. Maybe. I like to overthink a lot. Next, we have Dio. Dio Brando. When I first heard <laughs> Takechi's voice, I was like, this sounds like Dio. And then once Dio. he said, once he started talking specifically and getting super excited, I was like, this is Dio. Okay, now Takechi, by the way, loves doing one thing, which is why I always referred to him as abs. He loves pulling up his shirt and showing his fucking eight pack. And, and then just fucking flexing and it just up and flexing down. it constantly. And he's the most JoJo's character I've ever seen in a fucking oh, anime, not JoJo's. Oh. He's, and he's I think it's just the voice Dio. actor at this point. I think it's just the voice actor at this point. No, he just he's does constantly this. posing to show off his abs. <laughs> Tell me a JoJo's character doesn't also do that. You, you're, do. Caught, you're fully caught up on JoJo's like I am. They do. They are always finding ways to show off their abs or their well-toned bodies uh i think it's when he was doing his laughs that when i really figured out like this is 100 percent dio he's such a fucking asshole but he doesn't understand aoyama's a clean freak he just thinks aoyama does all this stuff because it makes him better at soccer but initially, when I first introduced to his character, I fucking hated him, and I just I did not like him. But later, he started to warm up a bit because it's kind of like that dynamic in JoJo's where <laughs> JoJo's Part Four specifically, where after they defeat a villain like the Lock or the Marionette one, Surface, they become basically a friend. Robert, it's almost like nobody likes Dio and Phantom Blood. But Dio and Stardust Crusaders is fucking cool. Yeah. So eventually, like, like Takeshi, uh, Takeshi and Aoyama used to go to the same school, and oh, uh, I think that no, they were on the national team. Oh, they were on the national team. Yeah, that's they, what it was. they were on this. They were on the national team and won nationals. Um, and that's where he got the idea that 
uh, Aoyama should be on his team and they should always wor- work together because Aoyama can set him up and he can set Aoyama up perfectly. They would be a terrifying duo if they played, but Takechi is too vain and doesn't understand why doesn't, Aoyama wants to be in this school. He doesn't understand that the only reason Aoyama wants to be at the school he's at is because they have clean toilets. It's because their uniforms are white as well. And also because their uniforms are white. White which uniforms is clean. mean clean uniforms. Yeah, you can always tell that the uniform's clean because it's white. I wouldn't say Takechi plays dirty. No, he doesn't. He he is good at soccer. No, the dirty player was the fucking asshole the in first episode, like two, three. I don't remember. Actually, there was like two assholes, but one wasn't an asshole to Aoyama. One was an asshole to the glasses kid. And then the other one tried trapping Aoyama in a room with his crazy girlfriend, who eventually came around and became an Aoyama fan, which was the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as is the case with anybody that interacts with Aoyama, they become an Aoyama fan, fangirl or fanboy. And it's hilarious. But Takechi is very competitive. And I guess. Takechi's also a showboat and goes, the biggest showboat. We lost to you the last time because we didn't have our full team there. We'd win if we, if we win, if we played all our starting 11, it's like, bitch, no, bring it. (laughs) We won't really talk about it, but there was an episode pretty early on. I think it was episode three where Takechi as at, um, they, first, all the boys go to oh my God. the food place. Yeah, no, and then Takechi and his friend go in there as well. Yeah, Takechi is such a competitive person that he'll They take, have a competitive eating contest yeah, between him and the uh, large the, guy. The, the big dude. And it was hilarious because, no, the best part was the start of it because he's like, they're, they ordered they ordered a steak for Aoyama and Aoyama's not eating it. They're like, no, why aren't you eating the steak? The, and, he's the, like, the, and then the dude's like, Aoyama will not eat anything that he has not prepared. Because that he knows the exact nutritional balance he needs to become a to be a good soccer player, and then the other people are like, "Oh, he just doesn't want people to touch his food." Yeah, no, he doesn't want food prepared by other people. <laughs> and, and then, and then the eating contest. And then the eating starts. contest ensues. They eat everything on the menu, and then they get to the last thing, which is a giant parfait. And and the Takeshi can't do it. And Takeshi can't do it. And the big dude does it, and he's like, "Because dessert goes in a different spot." <laughs> That is the best. If you ever go to a buffet, dessert always goes to a different spot. All right. And uh, finally, we have Ibuki, which is kind of Aoyama's rival. Um, they were also both on the national team, but Ibuki at some, uh, got picked up by Spain for a while, went to Spain, and then comes back. And then played back professionally. And, uh, jo- and joins Takechi's uh, high school team so he can play with Aoyama some more. Yeah. Um. But Aoyama has yet to take a game from him. Yep. He is better than Aoyama at playing soccer, period, end of story. And Aoyama keeps challenging him and losing and having to make him food. Yeah. And then there's also a dynamic that Ibuki has with his trainer. His manager. Manager. Who's his childhood friend. Childhood friend slash love interest. That he does not realize loves him. Oh, he's completely aloof, Ibuki. He doesn't he, understand shit. But he doesn't want him her to ignore him. Yeah, no. He he wants to be doted on like crazy. He, he wants everyone to take but care of him. But he doesn't like the food she makes. No, because she makes it too nutritionally balanced, and it fucking sucks. And then she eventually learns how to cook better, and he's like, hey, no, no, this no, no, doesn't no, no, taste no. half as bad. No, he says this doesn't taste half as bad, and then she's like, 
Oh, uh, he likes it. Do. And he's like, no, I mean, I'm hungry. Anything would Anything taste good. And she's like, and she's like oh, fuck. you fucked up. <laughs> you sack of human. It's such a good. I love Spitfire uh, relationships like that. It, they're yeah. so, they're always well done. That was the nice thing, too, is that there really was no low points in the show. It was all just like high energy. And then I guess there was some like, you know, tense moments. I don't know. I think the introduction of the uh, the second clean freak never really. That one was for just me. kind of. I don't think they needed to make that episode to reinforce any point. However, it was nice to see Aoyama acting differently online than he does an actual person. Yeah, which was completely hilarious. Where he's a, an actual hoarder in his room on the game. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, so I think we've gotten everybody done, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's all our characters that we can kind it's of It's about think the main of. important characters that we really need to care about. All right. So now some plot points. Uh, we, there is no ongoing plot, as we said. This is very episodic. This is so episodic. There's not even a, we need to talk about the beginning and end of this anime. No, because Be- it, because well, I mean, the, the be- ending is kind of a big thing. I don't think it's, act- uh, you can watch the ending at any point in this anime. No, I think you'd have to end with it because of how it ends, how it feels. I, you, you have the sideline people talking, uh, the ones who are the reporters, who are always talking about Aoyama and how he's going to throw his entire career away unless he breaks away from Fujishi High School. Yeah, but you can watch this in any order. You don't even have to watch the first episode first. Yeah, I guess technically speaking... Every episode explains to you, Like, you get exactly what Aoyama is... I think... Within oh, the first five minutes. So I think, actually, like, the first two episodes... Or the first three episodes, you might have to watch in that order. But then you can throw it in whatever order you want to. I I think you can just... Because, like, the characters are very easy to understand. Yeah, they're I don't easy think to understand. They, they, I don't think there's actually an order to this anime. I think this is actually a true blue anime, like... Cowboy, Be- actually, Cowboy Bebop has certain episodes that have to be watched at certain times, but like, and again, this is another twelve episode anime, so it's it's a lot more lax. I mean, Cowboy Bebop is effectively a tw- uh, four episode anime that has twenty two episodes that can be watched whenever. Interesting. Never heard it put that way. How many episodes do you need to watch in order? I don't know because I've never actually like 100% sat down and watched. Oh, you haven't? Oh, okay. There is like five, it is like four or five or six episodes of Cowboy Bebop that are all, that you have to watch in order. Mm. And then the rest can be watched however you want. Okay. They actually have no plot. As soon as they get Ed into the party, every episode from then on until they hit the actual story episodes, can be watched in whatever order because they don't actually interact with each other. Okay. Well, that's interesting to hear. But, and, um, and that's yeah, what no, I feel with this. Yeah. Um. So let's go with the episodes that stood out to us like we did in Konohana Kitan because that's the other anime. That's the most recent anime we did that we uh, had this happen. So... Uh, uh, I picked the Goto's introduction episode because, holy shit, I love her character a lot. Her character's great, and the episode went through all the... It kind of just went through progressively introducing you to her character. Like, okay, she's a shy character. She likes to follow Aoyama around. She cleans up, and then it goes, 
how does she get into their locked room and she pulls out all the fucking she is an lock expert picks. locksmith and you're like oh okay maybe she's a little bit stalkerly stalkerly and you're like oh she's she's doing yandere things and it's like oh but she doesn't go i'm she's gonna kill the, the main atypical character yandere. yeah she's not the full yandere which is great and i like that i wish they would do that more than just having Oh, if you Yandere's even look at him, Yandere's. I will kill you. Yeah, like, if you even look at him, I will kill you. I'm like, I like it. I like Yandere's when they're done well, but they are done way too often. Mm. I feel it. Oh man, but, yeah, no, her introduction was really good. I enjoyed it. She she quickly became uh, a really cool character. Yeah, I, I think she really impacted the point where she was the coolest one when they were, you know, at the beach and she like completely rocked everyone but she would like fall down and pretend yeah no she, she she was doing the fuck she was playing it at soccer like a real soccer player does where they pretend to get injured oh that was silly it's so great and Aoyama's like don't do that and she's like all right I'm like Aoyama just gently touched her foot you yeah, know it, and it was hilarious because like I'm just sitting here like Man, Aoyama would hate the pro league. What he was like five feet away. Why is he acting like his ankle's broken? The fuck? Why guess, is he getting a flag? <laughs> I guess instead of just saying the Goto introduction episode, just any episode with Goto in it. Oh my god, just all of them. Just That's almost them. every episode. That's every episode, basically. She's, um, so after uh, this, after Goto's introduction, we get the towel sniffing episode. Ah, this is so good. It was so awkward too to watch. So, so the out of the three Stooges, <laughs> the one who wears glasses was looking inside of Aoyama's locker. No, no, no. Aoyama's locker was open while Aoyama was taking his shower. Yeah, and there was a towel there with an A on it because Aoyama has his own towels. Yeah, because Aoyama will not let will not have towels other people have ever used. No, God no. And he won't even reuse a towel that he's used. And so this guy goes and sniffs it. Like and sniffs weirdly the towel because this man's fucking whoa, creepy. And whoa, it, this smells really good. He's like, this smells amazing. And they're like, and so everybody else in the fucking team starts going, I want to yeah, smell that. Everyone too. except for um No, Zizen even Not not till the end. Not till no, the end. Robert, the whole point of Zizen's character is Zizen's character is a Sundere towards him. Yes, but it, it didn't happen Zizen until the end of the episode. He's literally sitting there like, I don't want to smell his thing, secretly wants to smell his thing. I mean, he was tap dancing around it, but he's like, no, it's just weird. I'm not going to do it. I'm not no, gonna I'm do not going to do it. I don't want to do it. But the fact that he keeps thinking about it shows he wants to do it, and he's just being Sundere, and it's hilarious. But no one started finding out about it until eventually the towels were like became so infamous in the school that everyone oh came, my god and everyone then, came out of the windworks and just like i gotta go sniff and one then goto is sitting there with no well no it starts with uh the team members keep trying to get at it and goto has the fucking oh, no. nail bat and she's and they're like oh back uh, you, off you're not and then anything. the entire school just like Chills around the towel and she's on the towels and, and she's, she's there just with like the bat like I'm ready to hit people <laughs> if they get too close. We gotta we gotta protect this towel. So in between each uh, time where someone's like doing something on the field, they stop by the towels, they take a sniff of it, and they put it back down, and then they go back to, onto the oh field. God. 
And then eventually, like, Goto's just like, no, I'm catching on to you guys. You're not doing this No, anymore. no, 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 no. And then the entire school is like... And the whole school's there. And she's, just, like, she has the bat and the, the coach sees her, but she just gets swallowed by the crowd. Yeah. And it's, just can't do anything about it. It is hilarious. And uh, this... Uh, ultimately, the episode ends with... Go, with Zizen finally sniffing the towel. He finally sniffs it once, but who catches him? And Aoyama's just in the door, and he's like, hmm. walks away, like, comes, like, sneaks, like, hides, and he's like, no, 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 it's not what you think. And he's like, destroy that towel, please. Yeah. No, he's like, no. And then, so Zizen basically holds on to it and keeps it. And then his butler is just like, do you want me to wash this towel? And he's like, no. No. No, just leave it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Fucking Ugh. silly anime. Silly, stupid anime. That comes an even sillier episode. Uh, this one is more yours because I fell asleep like partially through it oh. as I was trying to watch this really late at night. Oh, the Mangaka episode? Yeah. So basically, there's one character that you see in the opening a lot and one character that you, know, you start seeing in the beginning of the episode. Uh, the glasses kid who is part of the Three Stooges is reading a manga, a weekly series that comes out and, you know, he's reading it, he's enjoying it and he's like, uh, you know, the, the mangaka, you don't know at first he's the writer cause he's like, oh cool, someone's reading that and then whatever. But he goes into the hallway and then there's the math teacher, I believe it is. And she's like, Hey, no manga in school. Give me this book. And like they're trying to rip, she's trying to rip it out of his hands, and he's like, "No, stop!" And then she finally grabs it, takes it, and then rips it in half and throws it into the trash because she does not like manga in the school. But she reads it herself, and come to find out, she's being just a straight bitch because she just got dumped by her boyfriend, and like her boyfriend got stolen by another girl, and she's like super salty about it. So she's just like, "No one gets to be happy." And, um, oh, I missed that entire section of this yeah. episode. <laughs> so she's leaving school, and then um, she looks at her car and notices there's a bunch of cat paw prints on top of her car. She doesn't know where they're from. And Q Goto, who's coming out with a bowl of cat food, and a mama cat and a bunch of babies come out to go eat. The teacher catches wind and says, like, hey, these cats were walking all over my shit. I'm going to call the animal control. They're going to come get these cats. And then she's like, no, you can't do that. And then she's, why don't you just take the cats home? Well, because my family's allergic to cats. Ah, cool. I'm calling the pound. And the mangaka comes out and he's like, oh, these are actually my cats. And he takes them. But before this, he grabs her phone out of her hands, uh, the math teacher, and then chucks it as far as possible. And she's like, why did you do that? He turns around and says, hey, don't rip other people's mangas. That's not cool. It's not yours. You have no right to. So she's like, oh, oh no. And then she like falls backwards and he throws the phone on her lap and says, I didn't actually do it because I'm not that kind of a person. And this mangaka guy is really cool. Like he stares out blankly into space and girls see him and they're like, if anyone else does that, they're creepy, except for him. He's and then he so just cool. tries to spite write his uh, Aoyama character. Oh, okay. So he's writing his characters, <laughs> and then, you know, he wants his main character, because that is his self-insert character, to be the most important character. But he introduces a bad guy, because of how much Aoyama gets so much respect, and everyone's like, oh, Aoyama, Aoyama, Aoyama. So he's like, all right, why don't I make a character who's in the vein of Aoyama? But he is a villain... 
And like most good villains, what happens is everyone latches on to Becomes the, the most popular character. We were just talking about Dio. We were just talking about Dio. <laughs> and now the villain is the most favorite character. So he's like, okay, I have to make this guy into a dredge of humans so no one enjoys him. It backfires. It and everyone longest. just loves the blue magician. Because the play on words is that Aoyama's name, the first beginning part yeah, it's blue. can be introduced as blue. Yeah. So the blue magician, um, and everyone's just like quoting the blue magician. Everyone's like, oh, this guy's amazing. He's so cool. And the mangaka just can't win. He's like, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything to upset this balance because the manga is selling super well. And his manager's like, oh, this character was the best idea ever. Like, and then so he, great. So he starts doing things that. Like he he has the he changes the entire blue magician's ideology where he wants to save the world instead of the main character he wants to he basically became like the Lelouch of the book oh and no, then no, people no, started that's not to what gravitate, I remembered people I remember. started to gravitate away from him saying yeah he's not that cool anymore he swapped his ideal no the 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 thing was was his manga started becoming unpopular because everybody was like the manga is not getting this character at all. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. It was when he tried changing the dynamic of the Blue Magician. Yeah. But then he makes the Blue Magician afraid of his own dog. Immediately skyrockets back up. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And then he becomes the most important. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to live with it. And then yep. he always gives these like passive aggressive glances at Aoyama. But Aoyama doesn't understand any of it. It's great. And there was no actual soccer in this episode. Nope. That's the other thing. Uh, this and the food episode were the only two episodes that really didn't involve soccer. All right. Uh, and now we can talk about... I kind of already did all of Odegary's episode. Kind of, yeah. Uh, we we the, spoke about her enough. Yeah, Odegary's episode is literally the section of Odegary I talked about. That was her episode. Yeah. Um. So we'll go into the next person, which is judo the judo dude. dude. So uh, this episode starts with the, with the judo club and this dude that's just like the star of the judo club. And then he joins the soccer team. Because he sees Goto and he's like, mm, I'm going to join this team. I like, I, like that, I like that person. I want to join this team. Yeah, so I'm going to be on the soccer team now. And he's all right at soccer. Uh, he's, he, he, he is not ever on the field. <laughs> no, he's not on the field ever. He, he's always on the sidelines because he's always staring <laughs> at Um, so the interesting thing for this though, is that he, he tries to like, he doesn't notice that until like halfway through the episode, he doesn't notice that Goto does not, is only looking out at Aoyama. Yeah. So then he starts encouraging, uh, Goto to go for Aoyama and encouraging her to move forward with Aoyama. And it's really it's really fun to watch. He turns into the fucking mermaid from but, Mon Girl uh, Mon Musue. But here's the best part. And the best part about his character and his episode is not him, but the judo coach. Oh, he just comes out of nowhere and just gets slammed. Ever since this episode. Is always in the background. Always in the background. Hiding. He ninjas. He does the ninja wall, wall yeah, paper he's thing. He's always staring. He's everywhere. We have just like every episode. He's somewhere in the episode that after that. And he's just like. I noticed that about a lot of the characters. How like, you know, Takechi. And I think even the one who was like a jerk to Aoyama and tried trapping him. You kind of see him on occasions. Yeah. 
Every, this anime is very good at bringing back characters. Um, but like they're just background at that. Yeah, point. yeah. Oh, I guess we never spoke about him though. But the uh, the team leader, I like him a lot. <laughs> the team leader who has the girlfriend that is girlfriend who has the girlfriend Aoyama. who is an Aoyama for so life. So he has so he has them be an Aoyama for life, or so he can spend time with his girlfriend. Yeah, that's the unfortunate <laughs> part. But it's funny because I like him. He's one of my favorite character archetypes, like Gein from Bleach. Um. So. And our last one that we're going to talk about is the most absurd thing that has happened in this episode by far because it's all Zizen's family. This this is the Zizen episode. So, uh, no, this is also the coach's episode. Yeah. <laughs> so the coach, we find out, huge weeb. Huge Giant, weeb. <laughs> and she go And she's watching a, her soccer anime. There you go. We're going to do a training club. And she's like, we got to do a training uh, a training <laughs> camp. And so she goes, Zizen, get us a resort. <laughs> yeah, no, she just conscripts Zizen into like, hey, oh. you're getting us a resort. Okay. Uh, hey, Dad, sure. they want to do, we, we do a training camp and we need a resort. I got you, son. It's no sister. No, I've got you. <laughs> Uh, and Aoyama didn't want to go at first because uh, a camp sounds like really dirty. And yeah, he because want to... because he doesn't want to sleep in the same room as everybody, have pillow fights, eat the same meals. And then it's like, well, what if we gave you your own personal suite? I'll go. I'll go. I'll. I'll I can. It's a very, it's a very clean room. It, and I, then, I will clean. I. I don't have to sleep in the same room as everybody. I have this room that I can keep clean. And then everyone sees them like, oh man, I guess we all get a room. We like all this. get. Hey, this Zizen's season. little sister, where are we sleeping? Oh, we're going out here to the back. It's a disheveled inn. Oh yeah, and also the entire school went that with them. Oh the yeah, training. no, the whole school. <laughs> the whole school, even the fangirls, the fan, the fan clubs, everyone went. <laughs> It is, it is like Gary Oak's entourage from the original Pokemon. It's so fucking great. They're with him everywhere. And like now the training camp. I don't remember what happened much inside of it. I just uh, know that the sisters analyzing literally everything and seeing how bad Zizen is at playing. Yeah. And then uh, they have Goto uh, jump in and play some soccer. And she shows that she's really good at soccer. Yeah. But keeps pretending. And then injuries. we find out the best part when they do the training to swim to that rock out in the distance. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pass you both. This looks weird. Punk. Wait, what? There's <laughs> a wall. Ah, yes, brother. I uh, We are in a dome. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have made biodome. <laughs> it is resort dome. Uh, yes, this is actually now cocoon. Uh, you, you, we have perfectly encapsulated this area so that it is perfect for you guys to do your training campaign. Uh, <laughs> it's so stupid how how fucking comically rich his family is. I will say though, they did more sports related things in this show than they did in Grand Blue. That is supposed to be the diving anime. Hey, this is the soccer whoa, anime. Whoa, whoa. We don't talk about Grand Blue till it happens, and Grand Blue is not a diving. <laughs> God, it's not. Uh. And this uh. one like was supposed to be a soccer anime, but like I don't know. It feels like it's a 50-50 split between. No, it's soccer a, it's and a Sakamoto anime with soccer being the fucking the fucking workarounds. Oh man, but it was it was good. Okay, okay. So the animation was crisp and clean. Crisp yeah, and crisp clean. and clean. There was Key very few everywhere. There was very few uh bad 
moments that I could see. Like they do the uh, the little like goofy face from time to time where like yeah. everyone becomes super chibi. And like I oh, like the, it when they do that. But I love the fact that they did that because it was always when Aoyama was doing his no. No, no, you're not gonna touch no, me. not gonna touch me. No, and he just me. turns into a chibi person, but everybody else is still normal size, and he's yeah. just like, ha ha, can't touch me. And everybody else has their own moments that turns them into chibis, and it's like, yeah, that's great. I like that a lot. The colors are great in the show. They're very bright colors. Uh, Op and Ed, I actually could because of because of the time the time frame that I had to watch this, so, I was not able to watch the Ed, but I watched the Op every time, and the Op is great. Because every episode starts with chibi versions of what the episode's going to be about. Yeah. Wait, so you didn't see any of the endings? No. Matt, you need to watch the ending. So, I, so how I much, watched the last episode's ending. So how much do you like uh, 80s, 80s animation? You, you remember how like the old Gundam used to look? Or yeah. Like, yeah. It, it looks like that, and it's so cool. Like, you have to watch it. I will watch it later. Okay. Uh, it's I've, so good. I feel bad that I missed the ED, but I was on a co- time constraint to get this done and there, also be able to sleep. There is one specific track, though, that I like more than anything, and it is when, like, things are getting down to the nitty-gritty wire, and it's, like, getting to that tense moment of the show, and then that song kicks in. I don't know the exact name of it, but, oh, it's... it's, it, it, it's it's what action animes should use. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the same thing like when Gurren Logan's going and you start hearing Sorayo no you hear days, or you hear Viral's theme and you're like, yeah, fuck you. No, it's like or you hear Roro on. fight the powers start playing and you're like, oh man, I hear this orchestral operatic rap song coming. Oh, it was it was great shit. Like, <laughs> oh I, man, uh, ten out of ten. Like the music in the show was really good. All Sound right, sound effects were clean. Um, if you're watching it on like, you know, normal streaming platforms, it just sounds beautiful. Yeah. All right. All right, Rob. It's time to rank this. Yep. Um, I'm going to say it's I don't know how the a. board looks. Huh? What? I don't oh. know how the board looks. Uh, we put Sunday Without God as a C. Okay. Because, so you were not here for this. I was not. Um, how did you feel about Sunday Without God? So again, I enjoyed the first couple episodes, but once you hit episode six, everything just evolved into straight ass. You had the same problem we all did. No, so, it turns to ass after episode six because they don't, they have all these cool setups where it's like, hey, yeah, look at this character, yeah. look at this character, and then they don't talk about it, no, and then they just so, let it go. Welcome to last episode when we were talking about the plot. We uh, all agreed. Um... It felt bad for me because I picked this because I remembered it being good. And then I thought back and was like, why did I remember this being good? Ah, Ortis Ortis in the first arc. Yeah. Fuck. I don't, I didn't even remember the fucking two high school, magic high school arcs. So we actually have an S and a, a C and a, this is an A, this is an A, this is 100% an A. Nope. We have not gotten a B yet, but this is 100% an A. Like I, I wanted to, I was like, maybe this is an S. I'm like, no, this is it's, not. It, it's not there yet. I is, think maybe after I watched the second season, I would come back to it. Uh, I think the problem with the, with putting this in an a, in the S slot is I don't think this is an anime that... Do we bring up that it's not really a classic? No, I don't want to say classic. I don't think this is an anime that everyone will enjoy. I think the reason we enjoy it is we enjoy Japanese humor. Yeah. And this is 100%. If you do not get Japanese humor, 
half of this show is not going to make sense. And if also, if you don't get how a clean, like, because I have the random bouts of OCD sometimes, like, he saw me earlier, right before we were recording, my mic was not in the right place. Yeah, no, and I, I, I was, saw that. And I, was sp- and I spent, like, five minutes getting my mic in the right place. Um, like, if, if you, you like under- this kind of show, you will love this show. Yeah, but I don't think, like, Modica is 100%. You watch it, you will like it. But, like, this is not one that I don't think everybody will like. No, it's it's a niche anime. All right. Which and like I, Yuso Giga was an artsy niche anime. Yeah. I think A is specifically going to be for the good niche anime. All right. All right. Uh, I didn't I didn't fuck up. I actually had this re- ready this we time. We had it all prepared, and let's see what we get. Randomize. Ooh. <laughs> I know this one. Do you know this one? I can't read it. Gunslinger Girl. You remember Gunslinger Girl? Fuck. Hey, get, hey, Rob, I know you've seen this meme. What? What's the best way to say fuck you? <laughs> the 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 girl with the grenade launcher? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember Gunslinger, Gunslinger Girl. Holy shit. I think, that, I think Henry's going to like this one a lot. I think it will like it, too. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Does it have too many episodes? I saw... It it's two seasons, right? Hold on, fuck! Don't tell me I fucked up. Is it fifty two episodes, or is it like twenty eight? I don't know. Hold on, give me a second. I have to go to I have to go to Verve real quick. Okay. Or yeah, I think it's on Verve. So I'm now getting shocked because Verve? I saw season sponsor? twos. Verve sponsor sponsor sponsor. Fuck, dude! If we if I could figure out how to get the, how I how I could get Sp- people spons- to sponsor spons spons <laughs> Crunchyroll, uh, give us them ads. Uh oh, it's not on Verve. That means it's on Funimation. <laughs> All right, I just want to make sure that it's not over twenty six. Let's hope this doesn't Angel beats us again, where it's not legally streamable anywhere. No, it's. It, I knew it was legally streamable. Um, Gunslinger Girl videos, season one. Oh. It probably hasn't gotten a season two announced. No, no, the season two is definitely out. This came out in two thousand three, sir. Oh, I don't think we ever got the season two in America, though. Hmm. Unless maybe it goes by a different name. Gunslinger Girl season two was in two thousand eight. Huh. Licensors Funimation. Am I not logged into my Funimation account? No, I'm logged in. Why does Funimation only have season one? That's weird. Okay, well, I guess we're only going to be watching the first season of it then. Hmm. Because... Wait, what's that .moe place that has... Oh, uh, because.moe? Yeah. Yeah, it says Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix, too. Right. Okay. Do you have a Netflix? Oh, yeah, I have Netflix. Let's Let's jump over there. Jump over Netflix real quick. I know Gable has it. Uh, I mean, Gable has has all of the streaming services I have, so Uh, don't play So that means that there's going to be an English dub for it? 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. If it's Funimation, it's got an English dub. Um, gun. it's also really old. Slinger. Hey, both seasons are in, are on there. Okay, cool. As long as we have access to both seasons, I'm fine. All right, so they're both on Netflix. Um, season one is on Funimation for those that have Funimation. Uh, let's actually read this plot, the plot synopsis now that I've yeah. done this. Uh, so when social welfare agent uh, agency invest, uh, when the social welfare agency investigates the disappearance of an operative, oh, this is season two. Whoops. There we are, season one. In the heart of Italy, the social welfare agency re- rescues young girls from from hospital beds and gives them a second ch- chance at life by using the latest in cybernetic enhancement advancements with their artificially enhanced bodies these girls are brainwashed and trained to be as assassins to to carry out the dirty work of the italian government despite all them all the modifications they are still just children at heart struggling for recognition from those they love even though even knowing that the love they feel is manufactured This tragic tale unfolds as these girls grapple with the um, with their emotions in an agency that treats them as if as uh, as nothing but ruthless killers. This is an anime about little girls with guns. It's Elfin Lead with guns. <laughs> I don't think it's Elfin Lead though. Uh, but it's little girls that are conscripted by the Italian government to be assassins. Nice. And this is the one where uh, it's got the girl with the grenade launcher, if you've seen the meme. And it's like... I'll probably have to see a picture of it to remember Oh, my it. God. Uh, M- it's like... An M40 grenade launcher? or Hold on. Gunslinger girl girl meme. Hold on. I know this. I know it'll be very easy to find when I see it. Hold on. Where is it? Where's the fucking grenade launcher? Uh, nothing says fuck you. I've we'll seen it so it many times. We'll have to find it some other time. Ah, oh, damn it. I know it's there. God damn it. Uh, I thought it was a grenade launcher. Oh, well, I can't find it really fast. And it's going to be really annoying because I'm going to see it on my Facebook feed. And like, oh, there it is. There's nothing stronger than love except an M32 rotary grenade launcher because fuck you and everyone are near you. <laughs> yeah. That one. I've seen that one so many times. I'm like, no, I know I can find it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, Sorry. That should, be, that should be a fun one for you guys. I am excited for that one. All right. Cool. So that was that. Thank you for watching 26 and under. This has been Matt and Robert signing off. See ya. Bye.